Good morning. So when geese migrate, have you ever noticed that they fly in this V formation? Uh, to us on the ground, it's, it's truly a, a beautiful thing. It's just watching this and you, you think just how awesome God is in this creation. Uh, but did you know that it's, essential, that it's essential for the survival of the geese that they fly in this way? In fact, if you watch them, you will observe that at certain intervals, uh, relative to the strength of the wind, the lead bird that is doing the most work by breaking that wind force as he's, as he's flying, uh, and, and he'll drop back and he'll fly to the end of the formation. And as he flies to the end of the formation, uh, we know that uh, another goose comes up and takes his place. Uh, it's been discovered that the flapping wings create an uplift of air. And, and the effect is greater at the rear of the formation. So, and really what's happening, the geese take turns uplifting one another. By flapping their wings, it makes it easier on the guy that's lead, the goose that's leading, and it allows them to uh, kind of carry him a little bit, uh, and so, so that he can actually do what he needs to do. Uh, they achieve long migrations by this, by this method, by lifting one another up. And it's, otherwise, it'd be extremely uh, difficult for them to do so. It's similar in the manner that God has called us as far as his people. Because as believers in Christ, we are to be uplifting for one another. We are to, to lift one another up in prayer. Uh, we are to encourage one another. Uh, and so <clears throat> when we do this, we're using gifts to do this. God gives gifts to all of his children. And so we use these gifts to build one another up. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about spiritual gifts. And I'm not talking about the spiritual gifts of, of the gifts of the Spirit, like tongues and, and prophecy and those types of things. That's a, that's a different discussion. But the spiritual gifts that we receive as his children when we come to faith, uh, that, that we are to use to glorify God and to also to lift one another up. And I'm talking about things like hospitality and mercy and, and uh, things like discernment and evangelism, those types of things. There are gifts that are given to his children. And we're not spending time on each gift necessarily, but rather what we're to use them for, what, what we're to do with them. So it's my prayer that as you leave today, that you would leave encouraged to use your gifts Use your gifts for God's glory and for the building of others up. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you and we praise you, God, for this day. Lord, we ask that you be in this place and as we worship you now, God, that you would allow us, Father, to not just listen to the word, but to do what it says. Teach us, God, to be obedient so that we may build each other up and bring you glory. We love you and we thank you, Jesus. It's your name we pray. Amen. So if you have your Bibles with uh, this morning, please turn with me to Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. Romans 12, 3 through 8. If you're not in our Wednesday night Bible study, uh, then uh, first of all, you're missing out. Uh, second of all, um, we just went over um, verses 1 and 2 of chapter 12 um, uh, this last week. And this next week will be in verses, uh, uh, verses 3 through 8 as well. Um, so it's kind of a preview for those who are in our study. Romans 12, 3-8 says this, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. 
For as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Now, I love this passage because we have here listed uh, some some of the gifts that we, we, we receive. And, and notice that Paul does mention a gift of the Spirit, which is prophecy, but all those other ones are gifts that are given to us by God when we become children that aren't necessarily um, gifts of the Spirit uh, in the way of uh, we think of with tongues and prophecy and those types of things. But this passage really challenges me personally because it's, it's one that reminds me of what life is really truly about. You see, we live this life and we, we kind of think, well, it's about me, it's about my happiness, it's about... But really, that's not what life is about at all. It's not about your desires, your wants, your needs. It's about what God desires, what God wants, what God needs from us. And, and part of that is to build one another up. And part of that is to encourage each other. And part of that is to give glory to God. One of my very favorite quotes that uh, comes from St. Irenaeus he said, the glory of God is man fully alive. And I love that quote because it's, the, it's the, the total truth. The glory of God is man fully alive. God has brought, uh, brought the most glory from people who are alive in their life, who are alive in their faith. And I believe this comes by using what God has given to us. In John 10, 10, Jesus says that I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. What does that abundant life mean? It doesn't mean cars and riches and all that stuff. I mean, certainly those things are, are part of what life is. But this abundant life that we're given is given to us as a way of, of bringing God glory. So, so loving your neighbor, uh, lifting somebody up out of uh, uh, the depths of despair, um, you know, serving one another. Those types of things are are gifts that you've been given to use for others to build them up, and that brings God glory. But when we look at uh, when we look at John ten ten, you got to look at the the beginning of it when when it says that that Jesus tells them that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, so there, there's something happening. There's something happening before we understand that life. Is, is given to us and that we have to understand the bad before we can understand the good, if you will, that, that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus comes to give life and abundantly or, or, or as some translations say, uh, to the full. Okay. And so when we see this, we, we see there's a contrast difference in how we can live in this life. We can live allowing the thief, Satan, to steal, kill, and destroy everything that we are. Or we can live in life that Jesus gives, and that's lived in life with the gifts God has given us. So my life, your life, it's all meant to bring Jesus into the spotlight. It's all meant to bring Jesus to the forefront so that people can see what is good about God. 
One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Matthew 16, 25, and it says, Whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What a beautiful passage of Jesus talking about, if you truly want to be my disciple, you have to lose your life. You have to give up who you think you need to be, who the world says you need to be, and you need to find life in me. Because when you lose your life for me, you will truly find life. And that is found, I think, when you do this, you do this with the gifts that God has given you. So the question I have for you this morning is, have you lost your life in Jesus? Have you died to your old self and allowed Christ to come in and, and actually clean up and do the things with you that he desires to do? If you have, that's where you will truly find life. That is where life is. But if you haven't, you're not living the life that God has asked you to live. You see, part of losing your life and finding it in Jesus is to understand that your call is to use the gifts that God has given you. I think our passage truly teaches us some valuable lessons, which I want to look at this morning. The first lesson is that we need to recognize that you are gifted by God. You're not gifted by your, your mother or your father. You're gifted by God. He gives the gifts that the Spirit has. So human nature tells us that our gifts are our own doing, though. It's, it's I worked hard for this, and, and, and we see this throughout our world all, world all the time. Many times we look at successful people like actors and athletes, and we praise them for how great they are. And the athletes, and we praise them for how great they are. Yet we often forget that God in his greatness gifted them. The minds that we have. I know there's a lot of uh, people that I know personally that, that don't believe in God. And, and they'll say, you know, uh, the human mind is a George intelligent people. And we, but who gave us the intelligence? That had to happen somewhere. And that somewhere was with God. And so God has gifted people to think the way we think, to use our minds and our logic. All gifts from God. It's his greatness. We sometimes even think that we are gifted a certain way, but, but maybe really don't have that gift. Um, for example, I had, a, I had a, a teacher in one of my Sunday schools um, in one of my past ministries that were that that wanted to teach so bad, and so we put her in to teach, and and we we quickly realized that 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 was not her spiritual gift. But she could she you know she had the desire to teach, but it just was not there. Uh, sometimes we we have that we think we're gifted in an area, but we're really not, and so we need to find where that gifting is. And, and so one of the ways we can do that. It is simply by taking a spiritual gifts test, assessment. And, and I want to encourage you that uh, this week, uh, keep checking our website at Rosebud Christian Church. Uh, or actually, it's rosebudchristian.com. And, uh, and we're going to have on there a, 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 a test, a spiritual gift test that you can download and where you can see um, where you might be gifted. Because we need to understand our gifts so that we can use them properly to bring God glory. And also pay attention to the people around you, the, the godly influences, the more mature believers who, who speak life into you. I mean, uh, you know, they, they may notice something about you. Like maybe they, they think, man, that you're really hospitable. So maybe that, you know, if you get told that a lot, chances are that might be one of your spiritual gifts. 
And so how can you use hospitality to, to bring God glory and to build up the church? But I want to encourage you to, to check out Rosebud Christian. Or actually, yeah, Rosebud Christian. I always forget our website. RosebudChristian.com. And you, you'll be able to download that sometime this week. And so uh, check if it's there. Download it. Take it. And see where you're gifted. But we need to be certain of what some of our gifts are because it allows us to use those things to bring God glory. Because when we use a gift that we don't really have, what we do is we end up hurting the church. When we try to fit ourselves into something that we think we need to be, we just need to allow the Spirit to give us the gifts so that we can use them. And there's also just the opposite. There are many who, who, who sell themselves short who don't, don't have confidence in the gifts that God has given them, so they don't use them. So, so maybe you have a gift of music, but you're not real confident on, on standing up on stage and playing an instrument or, or singing a song, and so, but you are a gifted musician or vocalist. Um, you know what? You have to use that gift. You have to overcome that fear somehow because that gift is given to you for a reason. We must know our gifts and use them, but we must recognize that God is always the source of these gifts. I love what Neil T. Anderson said. He said, your greatest fulfillment in life will come when you discover your unique gifts and abilities and use them to edify others and glorify the Lord. That's such a, a, a big truth that we need. Our greatest fulfillment in life is when we know what our gift is and we use those gifts and abilities to edify others and to glorify God. You see, we are gifted by God to bring glory to him, to build up our fellow man. It is by the grace of God that we have our gifts in the first place. It is by God's grace that we understand that the gifts we have are given to us for a purpose. And it's nothing that we have done, only what God has equipped us to do. And we must accept those things and utilize those gifts. Since they are from God, we cannot and should not take credit for them. We need to understand that they come from the Father. We are saved by grace and we must exercise our gifts by that grace. A second lesson we learn is that we are gifted differently, but succeed together. We're gifted differently, but we succeed together. I love what Corey Ten Boom said. She said, be united with other Christians. A wall will loose with loose bricks is not good. The bricks must be cemented together. So what she's saying essentially is as a church, if we're not united, we're going to fall. We're going we're gonna to be uh, just loose bricks and the, and the slightest thing will tear that wall down. But when we serve one another, when we unite together, when we know our different gifts can be used to succeed as one, we can be strong. And I believe that cement that we need to cement us together is the Holy Spirit. We need to be uh, so open to what the Holy Spirit wants us to do that he binds us as brick by brick in the church together to be strong. Paul makes an emphasis on the body of Christ being unified within our diversity. We should understand that our different gifts are a good thing. It would be boring if everybody in your gift had or in your church had the same gift. God gifts us differently for the reason to be diverse in our usage of them and, and to be able to reach people 
who are also diverse. Each of us gifted differently. Even if we share the same spiritual gift with another, the way you exercise that gift may be different. If I have a gift of teaching, um, and so does, you know, Joe Schmo over here, um, and we both teach, yet he can teach differently than me because we exercise those gifts differently, even though we both have that same gift. You see, that's how vital we are as the church in this together, to use our gifts it's vital that we are working with one another, building one another up in, in using those things because it strengthens us. We all are needed to build health in this church. One third of the world, I don't know if you knew this, claims to be a Christian. That's 2.1 billion people or so who claim to follow Jesus. Yet, we are to work as one body. I mean, it's hard enough to get a church of 50, 60 to 100 people to work together, let alone 2.1 billion people. But how is this possible? This means we cannot succeed the way Christ intended for the church to succeed if we don't use the gifts that he's given individually to us to bring God glory and to edify one another. So if we refuse to use our gifts, we will actually hurt the church more than unify the church. And that's a big deal. We need to understand that although we are gifted differently, we must use them to succeed together, to build one another up. You see, true unity in Christ is spiritually based. It's spiritually based. It's based on who he is and what his will is. We must reach the point of not just recognizing Jesus as the source of our gifts, but recognizing that those gifts are to build us up as a church. That they are to bind us together. And when we're able to do that, we are able to be the church that we are called to be. Lastly, one of the lessons we get is that your gifts are to be used for God's glory. This isn't about us. It isn't about how well we sing or how how well we teach or, or, or how, how hospitable we are and how nice we are and how much mercy we have on one another, how much we give. This is for God's glory. Paul here in verse 6 encourages us to take the different gifts that we have and to actually use them. The Greek uh, word used here, uh, used here for, the, for, for the, this idea of, of uh, um, gifts is... Uh, Charismata, which literally means the special gifts of grace given to God's people to meet the needs of the body of Christ. It is a, a special gift of grace. So we are saved by grace to live life by grace. And some of that grace that we have are special gifts given to us to be used for God's purpose. I love what 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11 reminds us. He says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. I want you to understand this. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. See right there, we have proof that not only are we saved by grace, but we're supposed to live in that grace. Because Peter says 
that to be a, a saved by grace and to have this gift to serve one another, we need to be good stewards of it. That means we need to manage these gifts well. And whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. In order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. What a beautiful reminder that Peter gives us of how we use our gifts to glorify God. To help people see what it means to to love and to be loved. Parents and grandparents, imagine this for a moment, waking up Christmas morning to smiling children and, and you just, you're sitting there and you're watching them open the gifts in, in, under the tree. And as you all sit down uh, to begin the, uh, the excitement, you notice that the kids are just taking their gifts and setting them to the side unopened. I mean, it's Christmas morning, right? You're with your kids. You want to see them tear those gifts open, but, but they're just taking them and they're setting them aside. What are you going to think? You're going to think they're unthankful for what you've given or, or they're unthankful for, for what Santa brought to them. You see, that's a lot like how we use the gifts God gives us. If we recognize that there, that these gifts exist, and, and we say thank you, and, and, and but we just set them aside, and we never use them, then what good is that? If, if we never never use the gifts God gives us to, to bring glory to Him or to, to help another person, then what, what good is that gift to us? You see, it's more than recognizing that God gifted you. But it's using the gift. It's opening it up to see what it is and to begin to use it for his glory. Maybe we do this out of laziness sometimes. Maybe we think to ourselves, yeah, I just don't feel like it. I don't want to encourage somebody to. I don't and I understand we all have those days. But yet God has gifted us with these gifts to be used. Not for us, but for building others up and for bringing him glory. So the truth is, when we refuse to use the gifts that we've been given, we refuse to bring glory to God through our lives. And church, that's a scary place to stand. Refusing to bring God glory through our lives. So if you are gifted as a servant, you need to be serving. If you're gifted as a teacher, you need to be teaching. If God has gifted you musically, if you sing or play any instrument, you need to be doing this for the Lord. You must use these gifts. Using our gifts through the grace that has been given to us will draw all eyes to Jesus. There is no better success in life than that. So we believe that God has gifted every single believer with spiritual gifts meant to be used for his glory and to unify the church. You and I are asked to step up to the plate and to be who God is calling us to be. The question is, is will you? Will you choose today to allow God to work through you as you use the gifts that he's given? 
Will you walk by His grace? Will you live by His grace? Because we're called to do just that. So if you are gifted with generosity, give generously. Give generously. If you have the gift of evangelism, then go and tell the wondrous grace of Jesus Christ to those who need it. You see, we need each other to accomplish the only thing in this life that really truly matters, and that's bringing glory to Jesus Christ. So I challenge you this morning, use your gifts. Give glory to the King of Kings as you build up each other and bring glory to God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you for this day. God, I ask that you would be with us, Father, as we understand that you've gifted us for your glory and for the building up of your church. I pray, Lord, that you would receive all honor and glory by the way we live and that we would take our gifts and we would actually use them, Lord. Draw people to yourself, Lord. And if there's anybody in this room this morning that needs you, I pray, God, that today would be the day that they accept your invitation of grace. It's your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.